In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, we're going to finish up part two of Road Rage. What the fuck are you doing? We talked about Road Rage on episode one. Kind of gave you some statistics and the breakdown and... You know, uh, it, it's it's an important thing to talk about because people are people are being threatened and hurt and, and killed because of road rage. Mm-hmm. So, so I think it's an important thing that we address. So stay with us. We're going to do part two. I'm going to give you a couple quizzes about whether you're are a road rager or maybe something that. In in the other the other important thing is to give you some tips if you're a victim and mm-hmm. you want to be safe. And if you're in your car, perfect timing. Yep. If you're in your car, just listen to us. Be calm. Yes. You'll get to your destination. Promise. Take your time. I promise. We'll be right back, folks. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is going on, my friends? This is David Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist, and we are back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back to you, Matt. That is Matt Fox, the other voice you hear. Thank you, sir. We are here in the podcast, Your Voice, Southfield Studios. Uh, you know, this is always a podcast. Fun. This is always fun. It's, it is always fun. I just enjoy, honestly, I'm just hanging out and talking to people. Yeah. Podcasting in, in itself is fun. You're, it is. You, you know, you you have an opportunity to share your knowledge with people, mm-hmm. and this is your platform to do so. Yeah. So if well, you and were... I've always said, and and and, and you'll you'll, I'm sure you've heard me say this, Matt. Yeah. So I I'm a therapist. I see people one on one or couples. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I we don't do a lot of groups. Well, mainly because everything last few years have been kind of hairy about getting groups together but, right, right but again for the most part i see one or two people an hour during my day and when i do shows i'm able to reach a lot more people right you know i might have a couple hundred in the in the crowd mm-hmm. or like i did last week at university of florida a couple thousand right but with a podcast now my reach is even extended further and mm-hmm. i'm able to just talk to more people and that's what kind of really what i like to do i just like to to, to reach out further and get a bigger audience a bigger Bigger look, influence. Look at uh, look at uh, your subscribers and folks that follow you. Mm-hmm. You might, you just may be an international podcast. I might be. I do know that a lot of my Facebook followers are international. There you go. I do. I get it's a lot a, of. Re- it's weird because I, I get like a lot of requests from. Um, uh, Saskatchewan. No, no, like like <laughs> like um, uh, um, uh, some South um, South American nations. Like, oh, nice. Like, uh, Chile, uh, Peru, and Chile, mm. and. Um, I get a lot of, of African nation requests as nice. far as joining my Facebook group. So, yeah, I, I, for, so my Facebook is really international. There's a lot of different people on well, there. there you go. Because it's up to like 40, I'm going to say 43,000, yep. something like that. And that's the thing with podcasting. You you have a passion that you mm-hmm. want to get out there. You just never yep. know what's going to happen and how far your reach is going to get out there. Absolutely. So, you know, podcasting is a great way to do that just to get your yep. message out there. And, and here's the thing. Whatever you have to talk about, somebody wants to listen. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're talking about, you know, painting tiny ar- army men. There, there's there's a group of people out there who are going to listen to you because they enjoy the same thing. 
Oh, I see. You don't I've see. never painted tiny ar- army men. I know some people get into that for gaming, like miniature painting. I, I actually wanted to create a game yeah. for therapists <gasps> called Hungry Hungry Hypnos. <laughs> hungry Hungry Hypnos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right. We'll, we'll put it in. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> so, yeah, so if if you're out there, a shout-out to Podcast Your Voice, mm-hmm. uh, go to their website, podcastyourvoice.com. Mm-hmm. If, uh, it doesn't matter where you're at. They, everything's remote right now. You can run your podcast out of your basement yeah, or well, in your mom's closet or whatever, you wherever remote, you're at. You could be in studio with you, us. Yep, you you could come, if you're in the Detroit area, we're in Southfield. You can come in here and hang out. That's always fun. We had a, I always come in because I like hanging out here. Yeah, one of our shows that records here in studio, mm-hmm. we, they actually interviewed somebody from England. Nice. And it was Lord Carnarvon from Heichler Castle where they film yeah. all the Downtown Abbey TV shows and yep. the movies. So they they had Lord Carnarvon on the uh, Well, on they the as show. you. Well, you know, I'm just trying to be general. No, no, here. no. Yeah, it's, it was it's, us. Uh, it was Man Cave Man Happy Cave Hour. Hour. Yeah. That another podcast. If you want to check out, if you're into spirits, not spirits, not like ghosts. I mean, spirits like in drinks, <laughs> right? Yeah, they're not. They're not like a, a, yeah. su- a supernatural podcast. Whiskey, they're, cigars, whiskey, spirits, cigars, spirits, and the man stories stuff. Yep, yeah, and the stories behind them. But it's yep. a podcast for everybody. It is ab- absolutely. And, and honestly, a lot of your guests are women. Yeah. Um, uh, your um, Buffalo Bourbon Babe. We the, have the, the uh, Bourbon, the Bourbon Girls. Is oh, that? Bourbon and Blondes. Bourbon and Blondes. Yeah, yeah. they're on quite often. So yes. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we have a good time with it because everybody yeah. likes spirits at one point in time. So we just kind of learn about the process. Yeah, absolutely. So check so. out uh, Man Cave Happy Hour. Yeah. That podcast. That's uh, a plug. While I'm giving a plug for my own. There yeah, you go. exactly. All right. Who are we brought to buy? <laughs> brought to you by today. <laughs> Let me tell you where you can find me first. There you go. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> my website is MotorCityHypnotist.com. Uh, my social media links, Facebook and YouTube, are both Motor City Hypnotist. And Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, which are all Motor City Hypno. It's H-Y-P-N-O. H-Y-P-N-O. <laughs> and as usual, we always give away a free hypnosis guide in every show. Look for that link in the show notes. Just click the link, download your PDF, and you have it on hand. There you go. If you ever wanted to learn a little bit more uh, as far as just... Um, it's not, it's not like a whole book. It's a, it's a PDF, couple of pages. So, mm-hmm. But it gives you a good understanding of, of the principles of hypnosis and why it works. Sure. Awesome. Today's episode is brought to you by Empower Your Mind for Success, a hypnotic guide. How to rewire your thinking for massive success. This is my book that came out last August. It is available on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And you could find that at any book retailer. If it's not on their shelves, they can order it. Do me a favor. Pick up the book. Read it. Let me know if you like it. And the best thing is to leave the review on Amazon because Amazon reviews are a big thing. It just helps my my book get in front of more eyes, the more reviews it has, especially if they're positive. And um, it, it just helps me out for you to buy the book, of, of course, right. and, and recommend it to other people who think they can benefit from it. So empower your mind for success, a hypnotic guy. Look at that sexy picture. It oh. is. That's an awesome one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. my that was my glamour shots at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> you are such a Gen Xer. <laughs> Most people are what like, "What in blazes are you talking about?" Yeah. <laughs> Ask your parents; they'll know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ask them what glamour shots was. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um. For, I, you threw me off on glamour shots, man. I totally you threw yourself off on oh, glamour shots. Wherever you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Spotify, wherever it is, click join, connect, subscribe, whatever it is that you have to do on your podcast platform so that you don't make sure you don't miss our shows. Mm-hmm. We drop shows every Tuesday, Thursday, 
every once in a while we'll miss one of those days, but that's just because of recording issues. But uh, we drop on every Tuesday, Thursday. And and if you want to watch us on Facebook Live, which a lot of people check in, you know, our, our good friend uh, Alan is always checking in every week. My mm-hmm. wife checks in pretty consistently. Yeah. And um, you can kind of watch this live. You can you can see that you can see the magic happen live. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll, you'll be amazed. I, I don't know if it's magic. I ain't listening to you no more. No, you will. You'll listen. <laughs> you'll still listen. That's the thing. We listen to radio. You listen to your know, podcast. You're like, I wonder yeah. what they look like. Well, yes. But it's so it's so weird you say that, Matt, because forever, growing up as a kid, you didn't have access to a lot of social media. Or internet, radio. Nothing. Yeah, radio. You, you saw and the you, TV. And, but. and you always had this picture in your head of what people look like. And then when you saw them, you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. that, that doesn't fit at all. Right. Yeah. That's not what I was expecting. So I don't know what my voice looks like, but you can at least attach it to my face, That's even fair. if they don't match. Right. Gotcha. That's why, real, real quick, I'm going to go back to your book before mm-hmm. we get into Winner of the Week. Mm-hmm. If you were to pick up your book and yep. you listen to the podcast yep. and you read the book, the book reads like you speak. Yep. And, you know, if you get that, if you hear that in your head, you're going to, this book goes super fast and it's really, really it does. Uh, informational. Yes. So, Thank you, Matt. You're welcome. Yes, it is. So it's time for our Winner of the Week. Here we go. how winning is done so a lot of our winners of the week are animal stories because we love animals mm-hmm. both matt and i love animals yes we do um you know um whatever we're which is we're, we're, we're I, I'm, I'm all for like like shelters adopting you know adopting out pets and and you know i'm, I'm just it, we're, we're animal fans so this is about a shelter that's trying to adopt out uh pets to people so the, so they don't one either they're not euthanized or they don't you know have to stay in the shelter for years whatever mm-hmm. um so what they did was they had eight-year-old students write letters as these animals so that when people came in and read the letters it would be like the dog talking to them oh my goodness that's brilliant it's fantastic these are great so let me read a little bit of the article eight, eight was that, what grade were they in Eight-year-olds. Eight-year-olds. Yep. Okay, so we're talking third graders. Yep. The persuasive words of an eight-year-old written in crayon cracked open the hearts of potential Second. dog adopters to empty the kennel crates of a local shelter. Mm-hmm. Their handwritten personalized notes resulted in skyrocketing adoption rates for the pooches least likely to get adopted in the Virginia capital. This is from Virginia. Mm. No human could resist a plea like, if you do adopt me, I hope I will brighten up your Sundays like the sun. You'll be my Sunday special, and I hope I'll be yours. That was one of the notes from oh the my kids God, brilliant. for this dog. Um, Kenzie Jones, a second-grade teacher at St. Michael's Episcopal second Church grade, in Richmond, yeah. is also a volunteer at Richmond Animal Care and Control. Good for Kenzie Jones, a teacher, second-grade teacher, and she volunteers at a, at a rescue. You got to do something rescue. with your downtime. You know? Well, yeah. She needed to come up with an idea for a writing assignment and had the idea to try to boost adoption rates by giving the dogs their own advocacy voice. The idea just came to me to connect persuasive writing with these these adoptable pets that need a forever home, Jones told the Washington Post, adding that it was a way that I could make their writing real for the students and actually make an impact on the world and our Richmond community. Teaching second graders persuasive writing as a voice of the pet. Yeah. Oh, my what, what, goodness. Isn't that just a fantastic, just the, <laughs> like my brain is blowing up right now. Yeah, yeah. 
She pitched the idea to the shelter's manager, Christy Peters, who thought it was wonderful. The particular shelter sees a high adoption rate of about three weeks. Animals with medical problems can take much longer mm. and face being euthanized if mm. the problem is serious enough. Sure. According to Jones, the kids nearly cheered at the news that their new assignment would be focused on helping 23 dogs and one cat get adopted. Another note example. Hi, my name is Cody. I would love to be adopted. I would like a loving, caring family with a big fenced-in yard. Please be my owner. <laughs> wow. I just, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm going, if, what would I write? As a persuasive <laughs> yeah, writer a persuasive in a second writer. grader. Hi, my name is Rover. <laughs> I promise I won't rub my butt up on the couch at all. I was just going to say, I would, I would take that route. I would say, my name is Fido. I promise I won't shit in your carpet and roll around in it. And I will only bite you if you're mean to me. Oh, my gosh. Ha! my name is Spot. <laughs> what would the cat say? What would the cat letter look like? Oh, the, no, oh. the cat would be. Um, I, I don't give a damn about you. <laughs> just take me home. Just take me home and I promise to I, cuddle. I won't bother you at all. I promise to cuddle when I want to. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm going to ignore you for the first three weeks anyway. Just take me home. That's, that's what a cat would be. Oh, Boy, this is great. That escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. But Ken, I would love to. I was just in Virginia last weekend. Yeah. I would love to meet Mackenzie. I really would. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Kenzie. Kenzie Jones. Kenzie Jones. The, the teacher. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so good for that. What a great story. What a great way to get pets adopted. I, I mean, I think that's, I shouldn't slam it. I'm sure they do good work, but but these commercials on TV that show the dogs all beat up and, and shaking and, you know. That's scare tactics. Yeah, it, it is. And, if, and for me, that's not as effective. That's not an effective sale. It just makes you feel guilty. Mm-hmm. And then you give money and nobody adopts an animal anyway. Right. So. But yeah, what a great idea. So to, to Kenzie Jones, the second graders, and all the pets at the, I want to make sure I get the pet the pet place right, Richmond Animal Care and Control. Perfect. Definitely winners of the week. That's how winning is done. You know, I, I gotta, I gotta t- tell you this. Yeah. Uh, there are a number of rescues here in the Detroit area, uh, the Detroit Bulldog Rescue, for example. Right. Mm-hmm. They, yep. That would be something that I can really see them kind of uh, taking off with and and partnering with local st- school districts to help Absolutely. with adoption. I, I just think that's a brilliant idea. Well, absolutely brilliant. And let, let's run a plug for Animal Talk Radio. This is something you guys could like even throw out there to people. That that's why I'm sitting there going, okay, we there's something that can happen. Here, yes, honestly, th- th- this is like a this is like a light bulb moment yeah, for yeah. for some things. Yes, yes. So, absolutely. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, absolutely. And and a few um, if you like animals, Animal Talk Radio podcast mm-hmm. with Matt and Jamie. Yeah. I, we're we're just we're just two middle aged guys that are having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. And and we like animals, like I said. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. All right, folks. Road rage. Here we go. We're talking about road rage. So, back to it. So, I gave you a bunch of statistics last episode, and I really kind of described the whole theory that I have is that road rage wouldn't happen if you were face-to-face in most cases. Mm -hmm. There are still these hotheads that are going to punch somebody in the face no matter what. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever. But, and, and we were joking, these things don't happen as much in a grocery store. You don't flip somebody off who who passes you in your cart really fast. Right, right. It just doesn't happen because people don't like that face-to-face confrontation in general. Now, I know, again, 
There are always these nutzos who will. I have a story to share with you. Yes. And and then I'll let you get into everything yeah. here. But uh, I had to have been 13 or 14 years old, and I'm on my bike. I'm on John R. here in the wonderful city of Troy, Michigan. And I see this Ford truck come barreling around a corner. And he was going the right away, but then there was this other Volkswagen Rabbit. Ford truck, Volkswagen Rabbit. Oh, no. And they almost come head to head to each other. And the guy in the truck gets out, and he is huge. It's like roided up. Right, right, yep. And the poor guy in the Volkswagen Rabbit, you hear him screaming bloody murder as the big guy is punching the living shit out of him. Oh, no. I watched it happen. I was like 13. I'm like, I don't want to drive a Volkswagen Rabbit. No. (laughs) I don't want to run into this big truck with with this hothead in it. No. You see these things. They do happen. They do. Unfortunately, they do. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm going to give you a quiz. The first quiz is, are you, a, are you a road rager? Not a roid rager, a road rager. You could be both. Mm-hmm. That, that might be a good connection there. Double standard. It yeah. could be. So here's some questions to ask yourself. Do you regularly drive over the speed limit or try to beat red lights because you're always in a hurry? Is five over speeding? I, I don't think... I don't think five over would be speeding. So you're talking 10 to 15 over. See, what I'm picturing in my head when I hear that statement is is the person on the freeway who's weaving in and out of traffic only to get three car lengths ahead. Right. And he has to stop anyway. Right. That that's it makes an no sense. That's an asshole. Yes, it is. Right. Do you tailgate or flash your headlights at a driver in front of you that you believe is driving too slowly? Are they in the fast lane? They could be. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm rel- playing, no, no, I'm playing I, devil's I, advocate I, over I tot- here. <laughs> understandably, and I totally get what you're saying. I would say that should be an exception. Not Put it this way. All of these questions, if you can say yes, that you do this more than occasionally. Okay, and that's That's fair. what we're going to say. Do you honk your horn often? <laughs> and I say often. Often, no. Here I and there, it's, it's, it's there for a reason. Right. If they're it's very, warning if, if they're to, veering into my lane, right, or exactly. or they're not paying attention, and I'm right behind them, and I know they're I'm in their blind spot. Yes, I will use my horn. Do you ever use obscene gestures or otherwise communicate angrily at another driver, whether they can hear you or not? Do they see that? Not necessarily. <laughs> no. Okay. Right. So if you can answer, if if you answered yes to all of these, that, that might be something you need to sit down and think about, mm-hmm. because chances are I'm going to guess that you you have some road rage issues. Sure. If all of these apply, and this is your usual mode of modus operandi when you're driving your vehicle, nice word. You're yeah. probably a ra- you're probably a rager. So it's it's if that's how you drive all the time, you have a problem. Well, and and that's what we're going to get into exactly, and and I'm going to tell you typically why this happens. All right. Now, do you cause road rage? Do you cause others to get pissed off at you? Mm-hmm. You know, is make, it on purpose? Make them say, just, "What the fuck are you yeah. doing?" Um, do you frequently use your phone while driving, or drive while distracted? Because <laughs> you know you can be all over the place. You yeah, can just be distracted. Do you keep your high beams on regardless of oncoming traffic? <laughs> That's just a dick move. <laughs> it really is. That, that is just a dick. E- move. Even the auto feature oh that makes God. the brights go well, on. Well, I have that. I, I have that, and I flip as soon as they come on. I flip it off because I know. Yeah. I'm going to see someone. Yeah. It's not I do, like yeah. I do the same as well. I, when they flip on and I cannot see anyone from me, I'll leave them. Mm-hmm. But if I know someone's coming, 
I'll turn them off. Yes, exactly. Do you switch lanes or make turns without using your turn signals? Never. Do you fail to check your blind spot before switching lanes to make sure you weren't cutting someone off? Listen, my insurance payment is too high as it is. I don't want it to be any higher. I I know. And these are the things that happen. These are... So here's here's what I say, and, and I'm going to give you some 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 criteria. And this comes from um, Jeffrey Deffenbecker, a PhD at Colorado State University. He's a psychologist. Okay. And he he has he has he he's done a um what's what's the word when when they do a a poll like, like a study? serial killers when they um do a, a profile profile he's come okay. up with a profile of road rage drivers really yes is the fbi involved from the 1970s i don't think so i don't think so oh, okay <laughs> right uh, hannibal lecter had no no say in this in this uh in this uh thing all right so here's here's how he engages it or here how he is how he describes it road rage drivers engage in hostile aggressive thinking they're more likely to insult other drivers or express disbelief about the way others drive. Hmm. Their thoughts often turn to revenge, which sometimes means physical harm. Hmm. So here's the thing. If somebody cuts me off, I, I guess I'm, I'm classifying in general as a normal response might be, oh, look at that. What, what, the, what, the, what the hell? I mean, <sighs> and you can even say it. I, I mean, believe me, my wife knows. My my. I can say things, but it's it's oftentimes it's kind of in jest. Oftentimes I'm like, "Look at that asshole!" Yeah, yeah. Look at that idiot! Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think I actually ever get angry for mm-hmm. real. I'm just like making an observation. It's more mm-hmm. observational statements that I find funny. Right. Well, as a and as a father, you know, you have your wife, you have your kids in the uh-huh. car, and someone's being an asshole and causing issues. You're gonna get upset because they're putting not just yourself but mm-hmm. your family in harm mm-hmm. in a moving vehicle that could, you know, cause additional harm at, at the same time. Here's another characteristic of road ragers: they take more risks on the road. High anger drivers are more likely to go 10 to 20 miles over the speed limit, rapidly change lanes, tailgate. And enter an intersection when the light turns red. Here's here's the thing, and 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 there's some data down here, and I'm 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 going to get to it now because I want to make sure you know this. Yes. Uh, in a in a five mile stretch of road with stoplights, going ten miles over the speed limit will get you no faster to your destination than if you went the speed limit and stopped at every light. Uh, you are absolutely correct it's it this is all this is all traffic engineering they know how this works that's why they have traffic lights that's why i have speed limits it's so so you flying 10 miles over the speed limit or 15 miles over and weaving in and out of traffic you might make a light or two but eventually you're gonna have the same exact spot as i did going the speed limit and stopping to every light in about 15 or 20 years those individuals are going to be really upset when self-driving cars happen because yes, <laughs> their, their control is taken away it's like yep. I, I, but, but okay yep. <laughs> higher anger uh, or, or rage road rage rotors i'll call them get angry faster and behave more aggressively they're more likely to swear or name call yeah you know something like the, the fuck are you yeah. doing it's one of our favorite that probably yeah. comes out at christian bale is probably a, a rage driver <laughs> yeah, the, I, I guarantee that does he drive though this, does he well drive? maybe he does it from the back seat in his limo or something <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck are you doing 
up there right. in the driver's seat while yeah. I sit back here enjoying. Well, he might say to the driver. I don't know. What is he going to say? Oh, da, 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 like this in the background. What the <laughs> fuck is it with you? All right, so, so, he might. So hear yeah. me out. Yeah. Hear me out. Right. So I just had two very long drives from Michigan all the way down to Virginia mm-hmm. over this past weekend. And I will tell you that I never got above the speed limit of 80 because cruise control is your friend. Absolutely. And a lot of folks will say if you're nine over, you don't have anything to worry about. But if Typically. you're 10 over, you know, you're going to have an issue. I kept it about 75. Yeah. And I got to my destination 45 minutes earlier because I was going the speed limit. Right. And But five over at the most. Yeah, but right? steady. I was steady. And That's I, I, I wasn't weaving in and out of traffic. Right. Yeah, there were a few slowdowns. A couple times you have to get around. Yes, I, I understand that. Yeah. But there were so many other people just blowing by me, right? And I saw cops being, you know, cops pulling people over. And I'm just like, what the? You know, there's no lesson like life. No. But some people don't get it, though. Uh-uh. That, but, and here, and here's, here's where we're getting some more personal issues here. All right. Uh, rage, rage rotors, road ragers, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. uh, are more likely to honk in anger. In fact, if you honk, if you're honking at somebody daily, if you use your horn daily to honk, mm-hmm. there's an issue. Right. Because, I mean, close calls don't happen very often. No. They are more likely to be angry, not just behind the wheel, and here's the key, but throughout the day, wherever they're at, mm-hmm. work, home, school. So it's not just in your car. These people are angry everywhere. Like, I guarantee you, Matt, that story you told me about the the the, the truck the, and the, uh, the roid rager jumping out and beating that guy up, I guarantee you, he's probably an a-hole at home. Yeah. He looked like an a-hole. He's probably got family and (laughs) kids that are scared of him because he probably throws things and punches walls and and probably hurts people. Um, Road ragers have twice as many car accidents and driving simulations. Short-fused drivers experience more trait anger, anxiety, and impulsiveness, perhaps from work or home stress. Um, They're more likely to get into the car angry, Mm. which exacerbates their driving experience. So I I will confess, I I did I did have make a mistake a few weeks back Uh where I was kind of upset about something. Right. And I was triggered by an event and I did get in the car and I I I really am a good driver. I'm not going to defend myself. Sure. Right. I, I found myself driving a little bit aggressively to the point where I was like, wow, I need to calm the F down. Mm hmm. Because I was putting myself in harm's way and I was putting other people in harm's way. And when I got to my destination, I was I was still on the ledge. And someone had mm-hmm. to talk me off that ledge. Right. It happens. We are human. We are. But you have to recognize well, the humanity of it. Yeah. Let me tell you, and I, be, I, and be I had a bit of an epiphany in my mid-20s. Okay. Um, I, was, I, I know I was out of undergrad because I was in this area. So I was in grad school. So we're probably talking like 22, 23. Mm-hmm. I had a job at a group home when I was in grad school, but in the course of six months, I had four speeding tickets. Wow. Okay. You were, you were stressed out over school. I, it was school. It was work. It, and, and, I, and after that fourth one, I'm like, what? I said, one could be a coincidence. One, one, you could get caught speeding anywhere one time. Right. That could happen to anyone. Mm-hmm. After that fourth one, I really had this, this light bulb moment. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm like, whoa, what, what, what am I doing? Yeah. You know, there's something wrong here. Right. Took a step back and just said, all right, 
Awesome. I don't. I don't need to be. I, I'm not in that big of a hurry. Was it the fourth to... ticket, or when you got the insurance premium with the three? Oh boy, points. That, that was that was three the other tickets thing. of points on your. I think. I think at that point I had eight points. Oh wow! Eight out of twelve. Twelve is when you get suspended. Correct. Right. Correct. That's. Yeah. But still, insurance uh, companies. Yes, would be insurance like... and just the cost of those tickets. I mean, that time I was in grad school working for minimum wage. Mid twenties in a red car. Yeah, <laughs> I had a red escort. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, so I, I, I think it's important to realize when this is happening because I really, I, I, I did a whole like mind overhaul. I said, I, I need to slow down. I just need to take my time. There's no rush. I, I don't need to be that, that anxious. So here's some things. How do you reduce road rage if you're a rager or if you're somebody who just de- deals with frustration in your car? Here's the thing. Anytime something happens, whether somebody cuts you off, whether somebody's tailgating you, whether they're, here's the question to ask, is this person doing this intentionally? Mm-hmm. That's the first question. Now, they may well be. That's fine. Here's what I want you to think about. If somebody's tailing you or somebody cuts you off, I almost want you to look at it like, I'm glad I'm not like them. Right. I'm, I'm, whatever their issue is, let them deal with it. Right. I don't need to worry about it because I don't want to get pulled into their crap. Let it roll off your shoulder. Let it roll. Mm-hmm. It's not going to affect you unless they actually hit you in some way. But if if you engage, it, it's more than likely it's going to escalate. Mm-hmm. With someone like that, with, with with somebody who rages, it is going to escalate. They're, they 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 want to fight. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. And, and those of you that are that know what I'm talking about. And we've seen it. Those that re that the, engage in mm-hmm. it, those are the ones that typically get caught. The person that yep. initiated, scot-free. Yep. But because you retaliate, yep. you're the one that gets caught. Here's the other things. Don't, like I said, don't take it personally. This person doesn't know you. This has no reflection on you as a person. Because somebody cut you off doesn't mean you have some kind of a personality flaw where somebody doesn't like you. They don't right. even know you, right. so don't take it personally. Here's the thing: if you ever get if if you ever get tense or or feel that anxiety or, or even feel that little bit of anger coming up while you're driving, the best thing to do is just start breathing. Just breathe in and out, because that if you let that escalate, you're you're into a situation where there are very few wins. There are very few right. positive outcomes once yes. you let that escalate. Honestly. Turn on some music that makes yeah. you feel good. Distract yourself. Put on a book, a book on, you know, listen to this book. podcast. Listen to my podcast <laughs> and laugh a little bit. You know, I you actually know, did something. We won't even yell at you. Um, I did quit smoking. No. And I, yeah. You've had your limit today. You drink water. Yeah. You know, I, I quit smoking. Good and for you, Matt. I, I do I'm still a, proud of you. you. Know, I, I, I do a lot of driving in my job mm-hmm. and I had been quit for three years. Stress picked up and I started yep. smoking again. Right. And I just quit again. And I used the same tactic, and it was really fun, cool music that I like, and then something to keep my fingers busy while I'm driving, because yep. that's oral. That oral yep. fixation is what gets you. Uh huh. So you know, you you have to understand how you react to certain things. Right. Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing: if you're a victim of road rage, here's the. I'm telling you, this is the most important thing. You're gonna feel. You're gonna feel like you just want to flip them off or or engage. Mm-hmm. Don't engage. That's mm-hmm. the worst thing you could do. I've had it happen to me, again, years ago, probably, I don't even know if I was married yet, but I don't think so. I think I was still single, probably in the, when I was raging a little bit, mm. because I probably right. raged back. But 
and I don't even remember how it started, honestly. It was somebody in a truck, and he was so, he was like, pull over, pull over. <laughs> he was screaming out his window, and then I didn't help, because then I blew him a kiss. Oh. <laughs> and then he, he flipped, like, he was pounding the ceiling of his truck and screaming. Wow. And I thought to myself, I, is this guy going to follow me home? Were you still in your escort? I was. I was probably in my escort <laughs> or my Chevy Monza. It was one of the two. All right. <laughs> so what I did, and, and he was right. Right like up He you. was next to me, but then when I turned, he got right behind me. So I thought, this guy's well, not giving up. Mm-hmm. I drove to a police station. Here's the thing. You have you ever feel like somebody's going to rage on you? Drive drive somewhere like that, a police station. Is the or a fire department. Or a fire li- department. Yeah, some library. kind of public services. Yep, yep. Somewhere where you know there'll be people to ha- to protect you. A bank. <laughs> Maybe if you can get inside the bank, yeah. but um, go through the drive-through of the bank. Yeah. Well, I mean, some somewhere where you know Cameras that you are. can be safe. I mean, really, the best thing is the police station. Yeah, that yeah. that's the best thing you can do. If you're if you're somebody who feels like you rage, if you lash out at people, if if you feel like you want to actually hit someone, I I just urge you, and and I don't say this condescendingly. Talk to someone. I mm-hmm. see people all the time with anger issues. It's just a part of life. Right. You know, it could be stress. It could be anxiety. It could be depression. If you have, and if it, you it could ha- be a lot of things. If you have been, if you have raged in mm-hmm. the past, it's it, it's okay. Yes. Don't you beat just, yourself up. Don't over beat it. yourself. Up. Just understand that everybody at one point in time may experience it. Yes. And in the same token, you're human. Okay. I, I, I think the issue becomes when it becomes a pattern. Correct. And and I would almost guarantee that these people you see getting arrested for shooting into somebody else's car. Right. I, I would almost bet that they have done this before. Mm-hmm. Maybe not shot at someone, but they've definitely raged before. Yes. That's not the first time. Correct. So if you find that's a pattern of behavior, please talk to someone. Mm-hmm. And again, if you're a victim of it, don't engage. Yes. Don't. I know it's hard not to want to engage and, and do something like blow him def- a kiss or something just to make him rage more. Don't do it. Right. If something if something does trigger you and you feel like you need to get in your car and drive because you're upset, pay attention to that. Yes. If you're absolutely. getting your if you're getting in your car to decompress, that's one thing. But if you're getting in your car to drive angrily, yes, that's going to be a problem. And and if you need to do that, I would just suggest going somewhere and parking. Just walk. So you're just not just take a or walk. just walk. Yes. Yeah. That do the safe thing. Yeah. Keep yourself safe. That's the big thing. Mm-hmm. All right, folks, that is road rage. It is it? Is That's it? That's it. That's it. All right. <laughs> so um, just be safe. If you feel like you need to talk to somebody, please do. Yeah. Don't engage. Just relax. You know, you're going to get to where you need to be. You know, whether it's two or three minutes difference in time, it's not going to make or break anything. Just prepare. Leave early. Just, just make, don't. That's what Lombardi time is all about. Yes, be 15 just, minutes early for everything that you just, do. You'll always be on time. Just be chill and just get to where you want to be. Yeah. Do it safely. That's the big thing. Yay. All right, folks. Change your thinking. Change your life. Laugh hard. Run fast. Be kind. We'll see you next time.